Floral Water is a citrus-based astringent with notes of essential oils, flowers, herbs, and spices. Its recipe dates back to the 1800s when it was properly used here in the U.S. as cologne water for aftershaves, laundry freshening, and soft perfumes. But enslaved Africans would repurpose this cologne for their own spiritual work in secret. Floral water became a staple in the spiritual resistance of hoodoo and santeria practices and rituals. Today, floral water has over 22 uses with spiritual and practical purposes. In the morning after I had a hot shower, I wash my face and I'll take a cotton ball, dip it in the floral water and just dot it all over my face to deep clean and tighten my pores. And spiritually, I pour some floor water on my altar. Hashtag ancestors love floor water, period. You can spray floor water around you, at home or on the go for some negative energy distancing, okay? Can we talk about that? Six feet, okay? Each batch of floor water has been brewed for at least three months before bottling, infused with herbs such as cloves, hyssop, valerian root, lavender, chamomile, rose petals, all with the intention of holding high vibrational concentration. You can learn more and shop the seasonal blends of floor water today on my website, www.theflowup.com. Now, let's get on with the show. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of The Flow Up. Another one, okay? DJ Khaled, sound bite me down. <laughs> another episode of The Flow Up. The Flow Up is a space for inner exploration. And I am so honored to be in your wavelength right now. Um, thank you for listening. If you are a returned listener, thank you so much for your loyalty. I see numbers growing just a little bit, just a tad bit. So it, it feels good that you are enjoying the show and also sharing it with people that you think may enjoy it as well. So I definitely appreciate that. You are listening to episode number 14, Intro to Intimacy with Sexologist Twyla B. Good. Y'all, this episode is packed with gems. I'm just trying to tell you right now. Um, But there are a few things before I get into all of that. I must say this episode is for mature audiences only. If you are under the age of 18, this episode is not for you. But come back when you're of age. The floor will still be here. (laughs) Then you can breastplay. Patience, young grasshopper. Also, everything mentioned in this episode should be practiced safely and most important with consent. All right, now it is time for some announcements. If you have not joined my email list, please make sure that you subscribe. What are you waiting on? Go to theflowup.com where I send bi-weekly newsletters about trending topics in wellness spaces, especially those related to black folks. And if you sign up now, there is a limited time freebie available, a self-compassion meditation affirmation MP3 audio download that guides you into a quiet space within, then leads you on a journey of affirming peaks. So go to theflowup.com and get it while it's still available. Also, y'all, I have been heavy on Clubhouse. 
I am very present there. I show up every Monday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time uh, for Mindful Mondays. It is live conversations with me where I talk about a variety of self-reflective practices, meditations, yoga talk, current shit that's affecting our wellness, and whatever else comes up. So please join the fun. Click the link in the show notes that will take you to the Flow Up Club on Clubhouse so you can join the dope vibes and be notified when I'm going live. Okay. And then just to switch the gears, I have a vibe request. I am asking you to send me and my family good vibes and thoughts my way. Everyone is healthy and well, so no worries with that. But there has been some recent valleys and hiccups that my small extended family has been going through and experiencing. And I think a lot of families can relate just in being in a pandemic and all the changes that happens with that and the time that is not is spent so much, the activities that we used to do have restraints. So I think that it also causes sometimes some relationship restraints as well. Um, so just some good vibes. May we quickly get through these hurdles and reconnect in harmony. Thank you. I really like the vibe request. I think I might have to open that up. I, I, I think I am actually. I really like a vibe request. Now that all of that is out the way, let me tell y'all about this episode. It is hot dialing fire, okay? Twyla is just one of those people that says what's on her mind. And I really, really like that. I forgot to get what her sign was. She's probably a fire sign or air sign. But anyway, I really liked talking with her. I love when people are open book and say what they're thinking. For me, I'm a cancer, so I'm kind of like in my shell. I can go in my shell sometimes. I probably say about 20% of the things that I'm thinking, if I'm being honest. Well, not 20, but half the things, okay? Like, it's just I hold a lot in or I think about what I'm getting ready to say a lot. But I feel like with Twyla, it's just fun to talk with somebody who is going to tell it like it is, who's not going to hold back. It was just so easy to talk to her in first meeting her. So my biggest takeaways from the conversation was one, learning about things that I can do with myself to nurture my own sensuality and ways to explore my own intimacy. Twyla also gives some really good tips on reconnecting with your partner and learning new ways to keep the intimacy present, especially for those of us in long-term commitment with others. And to be completely honest, that's one of the reasons why I reached out. And I think one of the reasons why I want to go so deep with intimacy, because my husband and I have been married for 11 years now, I believe. So it's always good to crack open the intimacy toolkit and arrange some things and try new things there's so much out there so it's good to just be reminded um and sometimes you do get stuck into a routine so my husband and i about a year ago i really when the pandemic started we kind of took that opportunity to um, explore our own intimacy between each other deeper and we've been and that has been really fun um, we're definitely trying a lot of new things. I'm exploring my own intimacy again because it's changed since the last time I've just had a baby two years ago. So things have changed and I got to, you know, get back my groove. Stella got to get her groove back. Okay. Well, I'm not Stella. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. What just happened? I am not Stella yet. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but I am not Stella yet. Okay. Let's definitely move on. Without further ado, 
Enjoy this episode. It is the one and only Miss Twyla B. Good. She is a sexologist and intimacy erotic coach and she has yeah. a platform where she talks about a taste of sex thank you twyla for being yes. on the episode of the flow of how are you how you feeling you know i'm doing well um and thank you so much for having me on your show the flow up yes yes, yes. excited to be on the show and so um yeah i'm feeling great you know mm-hmm. I, you know, took care of myself today. Mm. You know, I'm all about self-care. And today just happened to be self-care Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I had my facial, you know, feeling mm. really good. And today is also National Cigar Day. So, mm. you know, I was out, you know, being the woman that I am, smoking my cigars. Yes. Feeling great about life. I had my my whiskey, my scotch to go with it. So yeah, I'm feeling really great right now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a really chill vibe. And yeah, chill vibe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I I love that you were able to just go outside in nature and just kind of absorb mm-hmm. your environment and celebrate a holiday. <laughs> that you Absolutely. Were... <laughs> you know, what better way to celebrate a holiday? And you know, in Texas, it's been so cold and so dreary and mm-hmm. so rainy for the past, I don't know, two, three weeks. Finally, we were able to go outside and enjoy nature and get some yeah. sun in. And so it was just amazing to sit outside and, and uh, enjoy my favorite cigars amongst friends. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to have you on the show because I was uh, really narrowing down the things that I wanted to talk about on the Floor podcast. And it's all about healing practices for ourselves and then healing practices for community. And the word intimacy has been coming up for me lately. And so I wanted to have conversations just about um, maintaining and connecting with your own self-intimacy. And then Mm -hmm. also just how that expression looks with other people that you choose to have in your space as well. So um, can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do and how you define intimacy? So I am a... Well, what I like to break it down as a sexologist, a certified clinical sexuality coach. And so basically I help couples, individuals, you know, with their sex life, their relationships. And, you know, my motto is, you know, how can you have a a healthy sex life? Mm -hmm. And that means to, to focus on your diet. That means exercise. That means, you know, getting your mind right. That means, you know, getting your your body together and just focusing on meditation and affirmations. I'm big on that. And there are like four different types of intimacy. You have your physical, you have spiritual, you have mental, um, you have emotional. And so how do you connect with the person that you're with? And, you know, most importantly, um, how do you connect intimacy with yourself? And then there's also intimacy avoidance. So if you don't know how to be intimate with someone, we can fall into the habit of, you know, avoiding intimacy because you simply don't know how to show intimacy or you don't know how to receive it. And so I talk a lot about that as well. 
Um, I also, you know, coach people on uh, when it comes to sex education classes. They're like, oh, you know, how can I spice up my sex life? What do I need to do? So, you know, I have classes on uh, fellatio, uh, how to ride dick, mm. kungalingus, which is basically, you know, mm -hmm. how to, you know, give head to mm. the vajayjay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah, touch. Mm -hmm, touch is a big mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you touch your partner? Which is something that you really think that a lot of guys would know how to do, but then you get in a situation <clears> and you're like, what are you doing? Please stop whatever that is. Who mm -hmm. kept co-signing this? Because you're at my age right now. So how yeah. are you still doing this routine that I know no woman is enjoying? Well, you know, you know, everyone can't use the same playbook on everybody. So what he may is thinking that he's used before on everyone else is going to work for you. Whereas in the past, no woman may have told him, look, this is not working. She might have just, you know, rolled with it. And so in his mind, he's thinking, I know what I'm doing. But and I think in actuality, he doesn't have a clue about what he's doing, but no one's told him. No, one's this is told not working. Him. So yeah. who's, it, it really, the mirror comes back on you because mm -hmm. um, as women, we need to let, and, and we're not trying to like make this a gender conversation. This is just from our own experiences, mm -hmm. but we sometimes have these experiences that we're not enjoying. And then mm -hmm. we won't say anything because we don't want to hurt anybody's ego or exactly. we uh, are trying to work with it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. It's almost like if you or you may really like him, you know, a lot of times we like really like the guy, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. But at the end of the day, you aren't hurting anyone's feelings. You're telling that person what you like and how you like to be pleasured. And he doesn't know that if you don't open up your mouth and say what it is that you you like and how yeah. you like it. So the playbook does not it's not like this this, you know, generalized playbook. The playbook needs to be tailored to the person that you are with. And that goes for men and women. Yeah. yeah. So the most, and that goes back to communication, telling the person what it is that you like and how you like it. Yeah. So yeah. That's where the, the thing is, you know, he thinks, oh, I'm doing this great. You know, I'm, I'm eating her out the right way. No, you're not. No, you're not. Absolutely not. <laughs> And be tactful when you tell the person, you know what, I like, I need you to do this. I want you to do this. You know, you need to touch me this way. Um, don't touch me here. And, you know, men have to be, or men or women, whoever your partner is, yeah. they have to be receptive of receiving that information. And, you know, the timing has to be there. And if it, it is in the moment and you just not feeling it, hey, babe, just move your hands this way. Move your tongue like this you know softly gently you know tell that person that it's so interesting that you bring this up and I always kind of connect things back to yoga when I can but it's almost as if you're cueing like in yoga as an instructor when mm -hmm. you want to get clients or uh, participants into certain poses you say 
you cue with maybe a verb first saying uh, move, touch, caress, soften, harden, mm-hmm. tighten. You start with that and you just give mm-hmm. this clear direction, very precise. And it can be poetic. It can be soft. It can be however you want. Mm-hmm. So when you had just said that whole, you know, touch me this way, it wasn't like, um, hey, babe, can we, um, I just want to let you know that I'm feeling like, you know, it was like, no. this way like you know i'm glad that you brought that up when you know like verbs those are action words you know touch me here you know spank me here um you know if you're into choking choke me this way you know put your hands here you know touch me here pinch me here whatever it is you need to be able to articulate that to that person but once again, it goes back to them being able to receive it, you know, not thinking, oh, I know what I'm doing, you know, so being, you know, open-minded and being willing to listen to what that person is, is saying. But that also goes back to knowing what it is that you like. Do you know your own body? Mm-hmm. You know, and that just, you know, comes from self-pleasure and masturbation as well. Touching so that's the, that's the, that's the medicine. And getting yeah. to know yourself, you know, exploring Absolutely. yourself. Wow. Explore your body. Yeah. And that's so good to hear because I think a lot of women, especially women who grew up in a certain religion or certain uh, traditions, um, spiritual traditions may have felt like they had to keep their chastity. There's so much emphasis on women to keep their virginity and their chastity and mm-hmm. your, you know, your told to withstand from sex and so even when you do get married finally and it's quote unquote okay it still may not feel okay because you spent so many years thinking that there was something wrong with the act so um do you have any advice for women who are just starting out to come to realization of their own intimacy so i would say for women who are just you know coming out and wanting to explore their body first of all you need to be comfortable with yourself and you know the second thing is don't feel ashamed you know you're not going to hell because you touch a titty you know so you know we think that oh my goodness i've been conditioned to think this is something nasty if i do this you know i'm going to the depths of hell if i learn more about my body no you're not so you want to get that out of your mind starts here so you want to look in the mirror and enjoy all of you take off all of your clothes and truly look at all of yourself look at your imperfections that perfectly make up you look at your stretch marks you know if because you know no one is is truly perfect you know if your titties are lopsided embrace that you know just love on yourself embrace yourself and while you're doing that say those affirmations say i am beautiful i am sexy you know i receive pleasure i receive a passion you know say that to yourself as you are looking in the mirror but you know pay attention to the tone you don't want to just sit there and say well you know i'm I'm beautiful like that doesn't sound believable Hmm. so you want to pay attention and be mindful of how you're talking to yourself how do you truly speak life into yourself Hmm. And, and, you know, simply embrace all of you. So, you know, I love my breasts. I love my ass. You know, 
I love my long neck. I love my heavy voice. Whatever it is that you have, you want to embody that and embrace all of you. And just, you know, look in the mirror and say that. You know, my biggest thing is every woman should invest in a hand mirror. She should know what her vagina looks like. Our vagina will tell us when she's sick, when she's not feeling good, when she's suppressed, mm. if she looks a certain way. So you take that hand mirror, you sit on that toilet, you open up your legs and you look down there and you look and see, what does she look like? What mm. do my lips look like? You know, and just, you know, touch yourself and look and see your, look at that anatomy. You know, it's like you go to the gynecologist, you let a whole stranger look and to see how your lips look. And you don't know what they look like. Go to the gynecologist and you will let a whole person who you have no idea, like who this person truly is, to look at your breast. They look at, you know, your vagina and look and see what's going on down there. But you don't know how it looks. No, you need to look and see for yourself. And that's that's the way that you start. Yeah. And, you know, you take a shower while you're taking a shower, you know, you wash your hair, you wash your entire body, you look at yourself, you rub on yourself. Yes. You get out, you're putting lotion on your body, oils on your body, you know, take that time to be passionate and sensual with yourself. Look at all of you Mm. because you should be the first person to know if something's not right with your body. Why? Because you look at it every day. You know, do those um the self uh breast examinations you should rub on your breast you know touch them and see how they look and so when it comes time to being intimate with your partner you know by then you're so in tune with your body and where you like to be touched and how you like to be touched then it's okay for you to say that to the person that you know you're having sex with and yeah. I'm so, you, you, you took me right to where we were going with it. When mm-hmm. you finally have that connection with yourself and then you begin the integration with that relationship with another partner and mm-hmm. how they may be on their own journey with their own intimacy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it necessarily doesn't match. Sometimes we're on different vibes uh, when it comes to our own awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, So as -hmm. far as couples is concerned, um, what would you suggest for, I don't know, married couples looking to reconnect their intimacy? I know you get that a lot with, I want to spice it up and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. Um, But what does that really look like um, as far as, because spice it up, it has this, it just has this visual for me as mm-hmm. something that I'm performing and I'm doing something. I always, when I, when, when you, when I hear spice it up, I always see myself as doing something extra and above and beyond mm-hmm. to tie it, to entertain my partner. Mm-hmm. But I want to know more about things that we can do together as Um, more of a give and take and a more of an exploration with your partner. So um, any advice for married couples that are trying to reconnect their intimacy? I was married for 10 years, got married young. And so I was with him from, gosh, I met him at 18, from 18 to 35, I was with the same guy. Hmm. So, you know, my body changed. I evolved. I grew. He grew. He changed. Um, I will say that learning from that relationship, learning from my marriage was 
I had to learn how to be in tune with me sexually. And at the time I didn't know. Okay. So, you know, my thing is we change our communication habits change, but most importantly, you know, our love language changes, you know, everyone is big on love language. And I didn't know what my love language was at the time. I didn't know how to articulate that to my partner, but now I do. And so you want to be able to, you know, I say sit down and talk to your partner, you know, have these check-ins. It's nothing wrong with checking in with your partner. You know, communication is key. I call it come communication. But, you know, healthy communication will make you come. Mm. Because, you know, it's, it's, you're spending time with that person, talking to them. You know, I meet uh, couples and they talk and say, well, he used to do this, but he doesn't do that anymore. He used to give me flowers, but he doesn't do this anymore. And it's like, well, did you tell him what you want to receive now? Maybe you don't want to receive flowers. Maybe you want, I don't know, chocolates or whatever. But he doesn't know that if you don't tell him. You are in these long-term relationships. Communication is always vital. You can never stop learning the person that you are with. Mm. You can never stop educating yourself on the person that you are with. You can never know too much about the person that you are with. Um, you know, because you have to realize if you got married young at 20, 25, and now you're 45, 50, you aren't the same person. So you need to be able to, to talk. And it seems to, like you're a really good communicator. Like, well, you know, I've learned to be a good communicator. Now this is 45 year old me. Uh, when I was married, I was not the best communicator at all yeah you know i was like oh he should or i kept everything inside and didn't actually tell him because i didn't know how to say it i think a um, lot of us do that with the should knows mm -hmm. like oh you should know because you should know like <laughs> why do i have to tell to... you why do i have to tell you i think i i hear that a lot I remember my husband used to get me like these coach bags from like 12 years ago. He'd be like, here, I got you a coach bag. And I'd be like, what? Like, I am not that type of girl. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's not me. And then like, here we are like 15 years later and Christmas, I get another coach bag. And, and did you tell him that you don't like those coach bags? And I didn't because I was like, I knew how much it was important to him. And so I was just like, he was just like here. And I know like how, you know, they're not, they're not cheap. So I was just like, oh, this is nice. It's also a little bit of Kanye-ism of just wanting to dress a, a woman or wanting to dress me. It's what he, he likes. So like. <laughs> Listen, you better tell your husband. We're going to share that one-on-one coaching. <laughs> period I would love that because especially with my husband too like mm -hmm. I think that that's so dope and I said like babe we really should invest in that type of experience of having like a sexologist or somebody to talk to both of us so it could be an outside perspective um so yeah I think that that's something you you hit that on the head right there so let's talk about relationships and relationship dynamics I was listening to one of your shows and I quoted you in saying, don't let society tell you how to have relationships. 
And so, oh, I said that? yeah, you said that. I said, don't let society tell you how to have relationships. Okay, I must have been really drinking that night. I don't remember. <laughs> I want to yeah, say too, okay. let me just say one thing though. I really admired how you handled the room because there's only a certain type of women that has that energy that can navigate a, a group of men like that and hold their own. If you know what I'm talking about, like having to have a conversation about sex, but be in a leadership role of navigating that conversation and not Mm -hmm. allowing it to be a boys club conversation like it takes a certain type of woman to to hold that type of conversation I think you did it so eloquently so I just wanted to like give you your flowers for that first of all thank you you know I try to hold my own when I'm you did very (laughs) so you know we cannot always go by what society says is the way to have a relationship. It's whatever is healthy for the two of you. You know, as long as you're not out here hurting anybody else, <clears throat> then okay. If, you know, he's paying all the bills and you aren't, okay. If you guys go 50-50, okay. You know, it's always that whole, uh, the trend now is, you know, the 50-50 when it comes to bills and relationships. You know, my thing is whatever is working for the two of you, then go for it. You know, whatever may work for the two of you may not work for my partner and myself. And that's okay. But do not get on social media and think that dating should be one way. Relationships should be this way. Period. Because that does not work for everyone. You know, the two of you need to come together with your own playbook. I'll say that. Yeah, because they can look so many different ways as long as everybody is in agreement. I hear a lot of people talk about non-monogamy and the opposite of that being polyamory. But I'd be like, listen, there are other forms of non-monogamy outside of polyamory, okay? Like, get the glossary, okay? There's a lot and of first other of all, things. educate yourself. You know, some people just be <laughs> you know, there's some polyamory. It's not just about polyamory. You can do other mm-hmm. things, especially as married couples, that doesn't necessarily involve getting a sister wife. So um get into the definitions is all I was saying okay um (laughs) educate yourself you know the the side note is if you are going to step outside of a monogamous relationship educate yourself on what is out there like truly you know do your research do your homework to see if that particular lifestyle is for you and your partner is it going to be the poly lifestyle because there's so many different dynamics to that you know and so you want to make sure that not only you're educated but your partner is educated as well it's always the most respectable just to get educated on the history um as you explore and go on your own journey okay all y'all freaks out here still listening (laughs) and have fun on that journey yes yes have a good time what other things can like affect your intimacy like does do you think in your opinion like uh world events and trauma do you think that that affects couples or your own intimacy and what are some things you can do to unlock that so things that can block your intimacy oh it can be a lot of things you know just not only the world issues that are going on but it can be something as simple as your finances Mm. Um, that's a big thing yeah Uh, yeah career changes maybe you've started a new job and you know you're stressed out about the new job that you know maybe you don't know if you're going to perform well or excel 
you know, in that new role that you have. It could be your kids. It could be family members. It could be um, just hormonal changes. You know, all of these things affect our intimacy with our partner. Um, and like you said, just with everything that's going on in society and in the world, you know, you could subconsciously be thinking about that and it can affect your sex drive. You know, it can affect your libido. It can affect your stamina. It can affect if you are, you know, dry more than you normally are. Um, but, you know, you want to, to kind of step away from that. Take that time to yourself. That's why I'm, I'm big on like self-care. You know, uh, you and your partner need to go out and enjoy maybe self-care together. Mm-hmm. You know, go out and especially, you know, talking about COVID, that's still very much real. Yeah. Um, and so we're living in a whole pandemic. And how do you navigate through that and not let it truly affect your sex life? But you can go out, take time out to maybe, you know, go to the park, have a picnic and, then, you know, enjoy nature for what it is. If you have on a mask, okay, cool. But, you know, turn off the TV, get off social media. That can be a big distraction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just take time out that the two of you can enjoy. That could be just, like I said, walking in the park, you know, getting back to nature is great exercising is great. Doing yoga together is great. So you want to find ways that you can take your mind off of what is bringing that anxiety in the household, what is bringing that stress in the household. Um, Something else that you want to focus on is, you know, is your room truly inviting for sex? Is your room inviting for intimacy? Um, Something that I I recently started uh, a few weeks ago I had someone reach out to me and he wanted to have me come to his home and design his sensual serenity room. I had never done that before. I'm so not an interior designer, but he wanted something that is sexy and sensual. And he was like, oh, you know, I know you can do it. Well, Mm -hmm. okay then. So let me go shopping with your money and let's get your room together. Oh, that sounds like a dream. You know? Exactly. I mean, but, you know, it's like, you know, we, we, you know, designed the room, he purchased furniture that he has to go in there, the lighting is right, you know, we talked about how it should smell, because sex is all about uh, the senses, you know, we all know what those senses are, it's sight, it's smell, it's taste, it's sound, it's touch. So what does your room look like? Is your room inviting for sex? Mm. Is your room inviting for intimacy? Um. I have a TV in my room, but you may not want to have this TV in your room. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have a pile of clothes on the on the bed? See, Did I you don't have fold up. Okay, you just you know, are you eating in your room? Oh, <laughs> did you have to straighten your edges? I did have to straighten my edges just a little bit because it was tilted when you had talked about the pile of clothes. The pile uh, of clothes. <laughs> like, do you have a pile of clothes? Because I don't have a TV, but there is a pile of clothes somewhere. Uh, close to the bed so oh my god and that is so what does your room smell like oh my gosh you are speaking facts like what type of sense sense do you have in in the room you know so it's like okay I come home this is the room that is for me it's for meditation it's for healing it's for for uh for me to be sensual it's you know for sex do you have a room like that in the house what are you listening to Mm. all of this this plays a factor in having a, a healthy sex life. 
Mm-hmm. I just think about how I had prepared my own uh, space, spiritual space for my yoga and my tarot mm-hmm. readings and my ritual and my altars and all the things. And it's like, well, what about your sexual space? You know, mm-hmm. what are you preparing in that space? A couple more questions. I wanted to know, what would you give for someone who may be a little bit embarrassed about their kink or what they're into and they want to share it with their partner? Like if they may be into a little spanking or um, a little butt play or just, (laughs) you know, just things that they may not feel comfortable sharing with their partner because it may be taboo or um, other shame or trauma that may be attached to it. How would you suggest that they feel more comfortable in sharing that? So, you know, if you have this kink or fetish that you are into and you are trying to figure out how do I tell my partner that, you know, I want to be spanked or I want to have my toes sucked or, you know, I want to, um, you know, have anal play, whatever your fetish or kink is, you know, it goes back to communication and sitting down and, you know, just talking to them and saying, I would like to try this one day. Are you okay with that? And, you know, yeah. see what they're and I think if we to. just say it, that's the hardest part. Like, I love how you just brought it up. Just say it. And then yeah, I won't have my toes sucked. <laughs> they may be like, Are you okay cool. with that? Like, but you know, like, but I will say this like, some men will tell you, I'm not big on feet. Like, they'll just say it. Okay. I don't do feet. I'm not big on feet. Some men will say that. And it's like, okay, well, how do I work around that if I know I like my toes sucked? So you may want to just kind of gently have that conversation and say, hey, you know, I know you really aren't a fan of the feet, but I'm really big on maybe having a foot massage. Kind of start baby steps. Baby steps. Baby mm-hmm. steps to the market. Yeah. Baby steps to the... I love that. I love that. Um, but I wanted to do kind of like a rapid fire. This is the segment where I'm going to name a few things and you tell me whether or not they are a good time or if they are a waste of time. Ooh, okay. Good time or waste of time. Okay. Good time or waste of time. Okay. Dating apps. Dating apps. Oh, gosh. Depending on the dating app, it can be a waste of time. Performative sex. Performative sex? Mm-hmm. Performative sex, like, what is it? Like, um, the extra, ha, ha, the- Oh, uh, bones and sounds? Yeah, like, just, just, oh, like, just really, oh, porn sex? Yeah, just really trying to be uh, entertained. Oh, porn sex, a waste of time. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> casual sex. Oh, casual sex? Mm-hmm. Um, protective casual sex can be a good time. Okay. Monogamy. Ooh. <laughs> Monogamy? Oh, man. Monogamy can be a good time. Okay. Yay. Yeah. Uh, the rose vibrator. Oh, my gosh. The rose vibrator. This is like the second time I've talked about the rose. Okay. I have not used the rose. Okay. <laughs> From what I have heard about the rose, it is a good time. Okay. Okay. Orgasm retention. Well, I'm going to hold my orgasm? hmm Oh, a waste of time. <laughs> I'm not holding an orgasm. I'm going but you to- know how people say, like, they say you hold it, and then once you hold out, it has this bomb experience. Well, 
I will say this, when you are practicing Tantra, it is a whole spiritual connection. But it ain't yes, and once you release, oh, it's an explosion. But you can simply do that by being in a long-term relationship. I mean, a long-distance relationship. <laughs> so you say your final vote is... Oh, gosh. Orgasmic retention. A good time. Okay. I'm a, a good time. We changed you. <laughs> you changed you it. talked yourself out of it. I talked myself out of it. Yeah, I'm going to say a good time. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Please tell our listeners how they can connect with you, how they can work with you further and get more information. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It was a pleasure being on here and talking about healthy sex. Followers, you can follow me on all social media at Good. Check out my website at twilightbegood.com and subscribe to my blog for daily sex tips. My motto is sex shouldn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. And remember to invest in your Thank you for listening to this episode of The Flow Up. If you enjoyed what you heard, do me a favor. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rate and review. I really enjoy reading what you have to say. It's valuable feedback and it gives potential listeners a reason to press play. So go on to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and maybe I'll shout you out on a future episode. Also, connect with me on social media. Y'all follow me at The Flow Up across all channels. I'm mostly on Instagram and Twitter heavier, but follow me on social media. I My DMs are open. Hit me up with some questions, things that you like to see on future episodes. Tag me if you think I should interview someone in the wellness and spirituality space. Put your girl on. All right. So that's it for now. I will see you guys next week.